This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Welcome, everybody. We've already got a conversation going. Stephen doesn't know what an advent calendar is. We are off to a hot start here on this episode of Radio Tackers. I, I was so baffled I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded that 10 seconds before we go live, Stephen drops the bombshell. Of, I don't know what an advent calendar is. It has to do with Christmas. Uh, yeah, it, it's I literally Christmas that counts down to uh, a calendar that counts down to Christmas, and then every day you get like a little treat. You open a, oh, a door, a little, little, little box. No, yeah, you, yeah. No, right, normally right. it's chocolate or candy, but this year I've got a coffee one. Mm. And for yeah. for the last one, which is Christmas Eve, I get a full jar of a uh, mystery coffee. So that'll be fun. Ooh. Nice. Oh, so it ends on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The more you know. Does. The more you know, guys. Well, and I saw one one that originates from your neck of the woods, Mags. That uh, uh, maybe this was a few years back, but it was it was actually a um, like a wine enthusiast advent calendar. <laughs> so you would get like uh, uh, different bottles of wine, uh, cheap wine. It's it's nothing. Really <laughs> yeah. um, well, I guess you have to have like, twenty four bottles. So I mean, that would start to get expensive. I've I've had uh, a whiskey one before. That was, that was really uh, nice. and and I, I get uh, Mrs. Mags a, a perfume one every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, which she she enjoys. What? But this is this is a football podcast, and look at them talking about different advent calendars. Classic. Hey, you know what? You never know what uh, radio techers uh, uh, can do at any point in time. We appeal to a large, a very large audience. Having calendars, very important. I'm mm. totally on board with this. Mm. Uh, we welcome those who have joined us here uh, for uh, this episode of Radio Techers. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and hit that like uh, button. Share it with a friend. Share it with a neighbor. Share it with your grandmother, whoever you, whoever likes football in your family. And then Mag's like, why would you share this with your grandmother? <laughs> maybe, you didn't, maybe you didn't see the last episode of Radio Techers. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the less we speak about that the better yeah yeah fair enough <laughs> we all learn something new though right 
It's true. <laughs> um, with that being said, um, yeah, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about Radio Techers, and uh, I guess we, we got to talk about today's show, right? There's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk Certainly about. Certainly is. Uh, I think ten games since since uh, we did the show on Sunday and to today. So yeah, we've definitely got a lot of action to go over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- twenty teams entered, nineteen played. Arsenal did not. Uh, we, we can talk more about them here in just a moment. Um, but of course, gentlemen, I think that it'd be only apropos to talk about today's top story. Yes, indeed. Actually, there's there's two top stories, so so we'll uh, play it again. Then we'll, we'll give you all a double. We have fun here. Yeah, there's your uh, daily double. Daily double. <laughs> um, so two top stories here. First top story is uh, I, I didn't put up the the tags that uh, that we use when we enter into the uh, the stream studio here, but Mags has a very poignant tag name here. Uh, his his tag reads Justice for Billich. Uh, yes, Slavin Billich of West Bromwich Albion uh, fired uh, this morning, sacked um, from WBA uh, just a day after uh, drawing with Manchester City. Um, <laughs> Mags, I know WBA has been in nineteenth place. I know that they're not um they're not particularly doing well. Uh but it seems though WBA has gone with uh uh more of a um uh, a relegation battle specialist, if you will, in Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, and I've, I've got a feel for Slavan in, in this situation. I mean, he's never going to be someone who I think is, is a, a top-level manager, but he's always been able to, to be a, a very serviceable coach. And he was hamstrung at West Brom. He, uh, I think he, he had to really fight tooth and nail to get any kind of a transfer budget in, in the summer. Uh, I think they only splashed out $15 million. Uh, and I think that was on Carl and Grant. Uh, so for him to to uh, to get fired, especially after drawing with with uh, Manchester City, which is arguably their best performance, and they had some really uh, decent chances to to win the game, uh, it's quite uh, quite shocking, really. And um, especially when you look at other managers who are, who are seem to be struggling uh, with the likes of Arteta, for example. I, I would have I would have put money on Arteta going before uh, Billich, but. They've brought in Sam Allardyce, and one thing that Sam Allardyce is incredibly good at is keeping teams in the Premier League. Um, now, he's also a kind of manager who does like to, to spend and, and bring in his own target, so it'll be interesting to see if if they go the, the, the Tottenham route, uh, as they did with Pochettino, where they weren't willing to back uh, Poch, but they were willing to back Jose. Now, if uh, West Brom do that with, uh, with Allardyce... Um, they, they, it's very likely that they may well survive, but yeah, I just feel a little bit, I feel a little bit uh, disappointed for for Slavan. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the timing of it that that's weird for me. Uh, like like Max was saying, I mean, this is 
this is probably West Brom's best game. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. as, as far as we can tell. So, I mean, there, there's obviously something working to some degree. Uh, I mean, some people might argue that, uh, you know, Man City wasn't in their best form in, in that game. And, and that, you know, could have something to do with, with the result that we got, which was a draw. But but I, I do think West Brom play, played a pretty decent game there. Uh, so, I mean, getting sacked right after that is a little, a little strange. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that too. You know, I mean, the, 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 it's the timing of it all. And Billich himself seemed to be pretty calm about his uh, his overall prospects. I don't. Uh, I mean, whether or not he feels as though, or like, or he felt as though there was the expectation that he would get fired. I, I mean, I I didn't really sense that at all. But I I, I mean, nothing about him has ever projected that he would come out as shocked and, and irate that he would have uh, uh, gotten sacked here at this particular um, uh, juncture. Uh, Chris is in the chat. I, IWGP Chris BFC. No long-term planning here. I'd rather point and stick with a young manager and go down than keep Allardyce for six months and then he leaves. Um, yeah. A very good point. Uh, that is kind of Allardyce as a uh, modus operandi does keep teams up and then disappears to to go to the chippy a lot. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's an eighteen month contract. Like, what do you expect to actually like do in eighteen months? And then and then what do you do? Like, are you going to keep Sam? Are you going to try and get him an extension? Or are you going to try and go for a different manager who may or may not be available? I mean, I hear Lucien Favre is available. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> He might uh, have a, a chance at uh, West Brom. You know, that might be interesting. Uh, <laughs> what a come down from, from, from Dortmund to West Brom. Yeah. Dortmund to West Brom. <laughs> hey, you never know. Um, good stuff there. Uh, obviously, uh, wish uh Slavon Bilic all the best in his future endeavors you know we hope he he picks things up soon he's a great manager i think he's he's really potentially an arsenal job on on the horizon anyway so <laughs> yeah indeed indeed and we will talk about arsenal here very very shortly but gentlemen we have big fish to fry here uh, a, a, a a clash of titans uh, a a massive struggle between the two league leaders Tottenham and Liverpool and my boys in red did it once again taking over the Spurs we got them 2-1 at the death Bobby Firmino in the 90th minute nailing a goal right in celebrating in front of the cop fantastic scenes fantastic (laughs) scenes Uh, gentlemen what did you make of the game um I, I, this is just the epitome of uh, of what what I've said uh, in every kind of episode of this show we've done. That when you're not playing particularly well, you need to ride those uh, strokes of luck. And Liverpool were were very much able to do that from the first goal, which took a, a massive looping deflection off Eric Dyer, uh, and and then when it went in the net, I thought this is this is Liverpool are going to scab this game and scab it. They did. Uh, Tottenham had some great chances. Uh, Stephen uh, Bergwijn should have had perhaps two goals, maybe. Um, but then right at the death, someone who had been given a lot of grief on this show, uh, he stepped up. And fair play to him. He, he under pressure with Jota uh, taking his position. He's uh, he's. 
really stepped up and, and, and secured a huge, huge win. Uh, well done to Bobby Firmino. And, and even throughout the game, he looked the most lively that that I've seen him play for a all the way through this season. I think he really had he really had like his uh, his tail up and he he looked excited to play again, which is I don't think he's had that kind of um, excitement for a, for a while. But I think what for me what makes this win even more poignant is the fact that you played with with no senior def- central defenders. You had Fabinho, who's essentially a midfielder. Um, and um, was it Jones as well? Uh, uh, no, Reese Williams. Reese Williams. Reese Williams, who uh, has, has got all the talent in the world, but is is not got the minutes uh, to to really cement down a, a, a first team place. And to be able to to beat the league leaders, uh, who were absolutely flying, uh, mm. it's a great result. You should be very very impressed with yourself. Yeah, you I didn't Tanner. do anything. <laughs> yeah, you, you personally. <laughs> you did it, Tanner. It was I was all there on you. the touchline. I scored that goal. I assisted Salah. No. <laughs> well. No, I mean, I thought this was a was a really, really great game for Liverpool. I, I think Salah and uh, Firmino both were, were in very, very good form and, and more closer to the form that, that I would expect from them, honestly. Um, in, in my opinion, Mane... Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with him. Uh, he, he's he's not looking as good as he as he possibly can. I, I mean, they 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 got the win, so so it doesn't really matter. But uh, Salah and, and Firmino definitely looking absolutely fantastic in there. And uh, Kane, uh, what what happened, man? What happened? Yeah. He had a uh, really quiet game. A very very quiet game. Not necessarily a, a bad game or or a poor game. It's just. Nothing happened for him. I mean, after that, after that first goal with Son, I mean, I mean, you you really didn't hear much of Kane uh, for the for the rest of the mm-hmm. rest of the game, really. And a lot of people have have been you know stirring up a lot of buzz about him. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like uh, so so like the the Mane point's interesting because he he seemed to be very much in that creative flow, right? Mm-hmm. Sadio Mane did. He was very much in this creative flow and, and path, uh, but but his his goal scoring has not been uh, as prolific as of late. Um, so I mean, I definitely get your point there that you you would raise there, Stephen. Uh, but I mean, but also to that point, he I mean he's. I feel like throughout this season, he's kind of been transitioning into like a, a more of a, a creative player, uh, less of a yeah. striker anyway. So it, I don't know. I, I'm used to seeing Mane score the goals and we're not seeing a lot of that anymore, but he's obviously setting up a, a lot of things for his team. So it's kind of a give or take, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, now this is normally where I would wade in and give a, a Liverpool player some grief for, for and I agree with you. I don't think he's uh in terms of goals, he's certainly not contributing at the level that we we've come to expect from him. But what, how I differentiate him from Bobby Firmino is is Mane still creating and taking chances. Is is perhaps not not finishing as much as he did, but it's still getting those opportunities where I felt that Bobby wasn't getting opportunities. He wasn't trying to kind of push the pace. Uh, he felt almost like a player uh, who was. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't adapting to the position he was asked to play. Uh, right. Whereas I think Mane is much more adaptable. Mm-hmm. Or 
to 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 extend on that point, I I feel like there's also times where maybe Firmino adapted too much to that position where he yeah. was too much of a where he was too much of a midfielder and not enough as a, a as a striker. He was too receded back and not poaching enough. Uh, whereas like if you go back to that, um, I think it was their 2017. 2018 run where uh in the, in the champions league where they um they were blitzing teams him uh bobby uh sala mane they were they were blitzing teams uh just all the way every time trying to get in behind defenders trying to do you know uh try basically uh, all inverting inwards and, and attacking the defense Whereas now you see Bobby, he's kind of going back into the midfield. He drifts and then he kind of creates and spreads the ball out wide to 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 Mane and Sala. Whereas Firmino can be just as deadly on his day, striking mm-hmm. up front as as uh, as, as uh, Sala and Mane. In fact, you could probably argue that some of Liverpool's best work is when Bobby is the focal point, trying mm-hmm. to to make things happen as, as the the front part of that trident. Um, but I, I agree with both of your points in that uh, uh, out of the front three, we really, I mean, this has not been the most prolific season out of this uh, this Liverpool attack uh, mm-hmm. that, that we've seen in a while. It's kind of been a whole team effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about Liverpool, but, <laughs> you know, Spur, Spurs... Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spurs manager Jose Mourinho said in the uh, interview afterwards that he believed the best team lost today. Now, is this Jose Mourinho speaking from the heart? Is this Jose Mourinho playing mind games as per? Uh, I mean, d- did the best team lose today? Okay, so let's let's look at it from a, a logical uh, kind of factual basis. <laughs> Uh, possession no, wise, news here. No, possession, no, here. Possession wise, Liverpool had seventy six percent of the ball. They had seventeen shots to Tottenham's eight. Eleven of those shots were on target. Um, no, Liverpool were the better team and they won the game. Uh, Jose has been smoking some of that goodish. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think this is just Mourinho trying to, uh, for lack of a better word, save face, uh, keep keep morale up uh, up in, in the team. I, I mean, it, I don't think there's anyone that that could have watched that game and said like, "Oh, Tottenham should have won that." I mean, Liverpool uh, mm-hmm. definitely what was the the stronger team. Well, and and this is what I don't get about Jose Mourinho, and and maybe either of y'all, because both of y'all have watched plenty of Jose Mourinho games so far this season. I know I have. One thing that he he commonly does here, and you guys in the chat know this too. Uh, one thing that he commonly does is if he's playing away and he gets that one goal back, he is totally willing to sacrifice winning. To, to just maintain a draw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He will not push the pace and and, and, and sacrifice uh, his solidity at the base of his defense for for going for a win, right? So he did exactly that, and it started around probably close to around seventy minutes. He figured, I'm not, we're not going to win this game. We're just going to lock it down. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be it. And even took Son off. Even took yep. Son off. Mm-hmm. He took Sun off, whereas Klopp didn't make any changes. He he didn't even make one substitute, which I think is a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but he he ultimately Liverpool kept pushing the pace, and they eventually got rewarded for doing so. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't get where this rationale is. Is that the 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 best team lost today, Jose? 
I, I love I, you, but geez, come on. I think Steven said it perfectly. He's just trying to save face. I mean, this we've got to remember this Tottenham team was not a team that we thought would be even in this position. And the fact that they have uh, this is their first loss since the opening day, I think, against Everton. Uh that that speaks volumes for the for the the change that he's that Jose has, has made at, uh, at Tottenham. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he was very wrong. Liverpool were massively massively dominant, and the, it would have been a shame if they hadn't come away with the win for all the hard work that they'd done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says uh, Chris in the chat uh, SAF always did the same thing sign of a good team to know when to shut up shop no yeah absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think that uh, you, you raise a very good point there Chris I, I think at the same time though uh, you know you can get burned by that if you close up shop too early right like that's I mean and today unfortunately proves that yeah uh, exhibit A with this game honestly yeah um Reese on wrestling is in the chat asks, is this live? Only mags would record a show at 2 a.m. Uh, <laughs> it, it in fact is live. Yes. yes. Hello. It, yes, it is very live. <laughs> and, and Reese, we appreciate you for tuning in on Twitch. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so gentlemen, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll impart one last question to you before we move on to, uh, to other teams. Um, will these be, the two teams that'll be fighting it out toward like like up until the end of the season, Spurs and Liverpool. Well, Arsenal's coming them. for them. So, um. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I, I I expect these two to definitely be in the mix. Um, I also think that we'll see uh, Chelsea and Leicester jump into that mix Beautiful. as well. Sorry, <laughs> that's a, that sounds a lot like my alarm. Uh, it was my alarm. <laughs> Steven's alarm just gave like had a whole extra layer of music to to Mag's point there. I liked it. That was no. That's actually just what plays when, when Mag starts talking. It's so heavy. <laughs> magical fairy tale type music. That's awesome. yeah, yeah. Love it. Uh, wow. Just feeling the love. Feeling the love. <laughs> I wish music played when I talked. I mean, who knows what that would sound like, though. Um, (laughs) Sounds just 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 sounds like a tuba. Yeah, basically, that's what this. We don't talk about. This is actually supposed to be a football show. We we don't actually talk about football. uh steven spurs liverpool will these be the two teams standing when all the dust settles uh, towards the end of the season here will will we be seeing the race between these two or are there any other teams that you think will open up the race I, it's it's certainly possible for sure uh liverpool i think has proven uh throughout the season that yeah they're they're going to be up in the, up in that top uh tier of the table pretty much the entire time uh, i do agree with mags that that leicester city will will most likely also be uh you know kind of in those talks if they're able to get their uh defense uh in order i think their attacking is is fantastic whereas their defense is a a, a little lacking uh it, it's it's fine it, it's not terrible mm-hmm. Um, but Leicester City, if they could get their their defense in order, w- would be a, a mm. I mean a force to be reckoned with. Uh, but but yeah, Tottenham. I, I mean, if they're able to to stay consistent, I think is is really the big thing here with the. With the the addition of uh, of Kane and Son, I, I mean, 
that's a dangerous team right there. That's a dangerous duo, 100%. And they've proven that time and time again. It, it just, we, we saw the side of Tottenham that, that we bring up on this show a lot where, where they, you know, they're, they're not able to stay consistent. And uh, also, I mean, uh, a lot of this, like to your point, Tanner, was uh, Jose Mourinho just kind of uh, sitting back and, and hoping for the draw here. So, I, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely see those three teams, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Tottenham and being like second uh, to Liverpool, I'm not sure yet. Hey, fair enough. I, I think that these these will be the two teams. They've clearly shown that they're the most organized teams. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that they have shown, for better or worse, they tend to be the most consistent teams. As far as you know, I mean, look at look at United. They're they're, they're in shambles as far as consistency goes. I mean, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. been no teams that have been consistent hardly in England, and you could probably even argue throughout all of Europe. I mean, so, Sheffield is consistently. Yeah. Bad, yeah, yeah consistently consistent terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, these these I think are the two results bringers here. I think City mm-hmm. could have a city could definitely be in the conversation, but you know, they're they're starting to get a little bit further away, and that's mm-hmm. that's definitely worrisome if you're on the blue side of uh, of Manchester. Um, Let's actually talk about that game, guys. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about Slavon Bilic. He got canned. Uh, but uh, West Brom was able to pull a draw from what seemed like the clutches of death uh, against Manchester City. Uh, and I felt as though it was a really solid showing from West Brom. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and like I said, it was uh, interesting that it was this performance that that uh, got uh, Slavin um, the, the 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 sack when they it, statistically they they did get dominated, and you expect that with a Manchester City uh, game. Um, West Brom only had twenty three percent of the ball uh, compared to uh, City seventy seven. They only had five shots uh, compared to City's twenty six. But keeping City at one goal out of twenty six shots is a, a phenomenal performance. I thought Sam Johnston was was outstanding. I thought the whole of the the West Brom defence really kind of stepped up and and uh, frustrated Sterling and frustrated Jesus. Um, yeah, and it's just weird that he got got the sack after this. Uh, but um, it, it it's a point, and it's a point that they probably didn't expect to get. Uh, and it, and it'll at, at the bottom of the league, every single point matters. Uh, and when you kind of like fighting uh, for survival, you need uh, as as many points on the board as possible. And um, it's a really, really good result for for West Brom against a, a team that should have absolutely demolished them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. IWGP Chris in the chat says only one stat matters, and that's the final score. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's the that's the one stat that tends to matter the most, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, but, obviously- but uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Ruben Diaz obviously did West Brom a, a huge favor in scoring that own goal uh, against his uh, against City. But um, I mean, other than that, I mean, all it takes is for West Brom to get to get compact, and that's exactly what they did. They compact. They got. They became compact and and defended really, really well. I mm-hmm. No, I mean, absolutely. Like, uh, I mean, like IWGP Chris was just saying, the, the only stat that matters is the final score. But I, I think the final score of this game told a lot uh, about West Brom. And, and I think that, uh, like 
to both of your points, the, the defense of West Brom is really the all-star for, from their line. Uh, c- considering the game that Man City was playing, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't finishing a lot, obviously. They, it, the, the score ended 1-1, but they were creating a lot of really, really good chances. And, and I think on any given day, it had Man City, you know, maybe just put in even 10 to 15% more effort, uh, th- this would have been a very, very different draw uh, mm-hmm. or, or a very, very different result uh, for, for this game. So I, I think West Brom should, should be happy with the result. Uh, get, getting the point against Man City, That's uh, it's definitely a feat. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we can look at the stats line and say, like, look, here's Manchester City. They had 26 shots uh, to West Brom's five. Uh, only seven shots on target from from City, though. Uh, one shot on target for, for West Brom. I mean, City had nearly 80% possession, but at the end of the day, if their score is 1-1... Like, like, what all did that do for you? And I think that that's something, that's sometimes what leads people to be so frustrated with how Pep Guardiola directs his teams and coaches his teams. Is that they play very, very well. They play very beautifully foot, uh, be- beautifully football, beautiful football. Uh, but, but, like, when you get a result like this, what do you do? Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like it, that was all for naught. Right? Mm-hmm. Like if um, I mean, it's definitely two points dropped on City's part, um, a point gained for for West Brom. Uh, the other game that was a real big shocker yesterday was the Wolves Chelsea result. Wolves two, <laughs> Chelsea one. Olivier Giroud put in some work here on this game, scoring the 49th minute. Uh, Daniel Podence uh, si- uh, scored in the 66th minute himself, and then Pedro Neto scored in the 95th minute to get that uh, that upset sealed uh for wolves um again uh, we saw wolves uh we've seen wolves all season uh be able to pull these surprise results and really play a very scrappy game they they brought it to city uh not city chelsea they brought it to, i mean what's the difference really billionaire clubs um, but i mean what's i mean this was a this was a very very um interesting wolves team who played right in front of chelsea and and, and got in their face and i thought it was great i, I thought this was a great wolves performance it absolutely was. I, I totally agree with you. And, and you hit the nail on the head by saying that, that Wolves are, have got the capability of pulling out performances like this uh, week in, week out. And another point that you made in, in the last game, it applies in this one. Uh, Chelsea have been the epitome of, of uh, struggling for any kind of consistency. I think this is uh, two losses now on the bounce, but before that, they've really struggled to get more than one or two wins in a row. And yeah, this uh, this is really going to be a big setback for them being uh, considered as title contenders. But a great performance by by Wolves really kind of brought it to Chelsea as well in terms of possession shots and um, and um, shots on target. They really matched City uh, Chelsea uh, stat for stat, so they absolutely deserve this victory. Uh, and the the one good thing coming out of Chelsea's uh, uh, performance was that uh, Giroudinho has kept up his uh, prolific goal scoring form. <laughs> uh, Stephen, how do you feel about this Wolves team, uh, and 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 maybe more broadly, how do you feel about Chelsea right now? 
Uh, yeah. So I really like the word you use, scrappy, for for the Wolves team. Uh, I think that's a that's a really really good way of putting it. Uh, I, I mean, they they played very in in Chelsea's face. Uh, di- didn't give them a lot of room to move to move the ball or, or anything like that, and, and set up some nice chances for themselves and shut down a lot of chances from Chelsea as well. I think. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's happening with Stephen? Stephen talks and there's music. Now you're the you're the only non-angelic one. <laughs> Never was a truer word ever spoken. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, but I think where where Chelsea excels is when the you know teams give them a lot of space, give, give them a lot of time to think, and a lot of time to to you know set up chances uh, and and. I mean, Wolves didn't give them that at all. They, they were right in their face the entire time. There was a beautiful goal by Daniel Potence. I, I think really kind of sealed the deal on uh, on what this game was going to be. I really did expect a uh, one-two in Chelsea's favor. I thought Giroud was mm-hmm. going to be able to to get that second goal there. He had plenty of chances. I think uh, that that he you know, probably should have made. Uh, but, but again, the wolves were just right in their face the entire time and, and shutting down a lot of those, uh, you know, shutting down a lot of the clear chances and, and making them kind of the chances that Chelsea needed to fight for. Um, and then, you know, uh, again, uh, Wolves pushed all the way through, where, whereas Chelsea might have backed up a little bit uh, towards the end of the game. And, and here you go. We, we get a two, one in, in the wolves favor. So. Yeah, I, I would say so, man. And this this definitely hurts Chelsea's uh, chances. Uh, they they're currently sitting in sixth as the as of this time right now. We'll see where they end up by the end of the week because we've got more games coming fast and furious. Um, let's talk about uh, one game that I found so funny and yet so painful uh southampton won arsenal won uh one team showed up to play football the other team showed up not to um uh arsenal uh they obviously got their boots on but they got scored on by a former player of theirs theo walcott who celebrated um, quite uh quite a bit he, he he was he was very much in your face about the celebration <laughs> yeah, um yeah. that and, uh, that was a big fuck you to arteta that wasn't it <laughs> oh yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah perhaps so yeah uh uh then you had uh captain obama yang uh is tying the game in the 52nd minute before gabrielle got sent off in the 62nd minute uh gentlemen um arsenal are terrible Oh yeah, it's it's rough, man. It, it's really, really rough. And, and I mean, they they did get the point. Uh, Obama Yang did did get the point. Awesome. Uh, that's about the highlight for for Arsenal, really. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think their offensive line was in shambles pretty much the entire game. Their defensive line was in shambles pretty much the entire game. Uh, th- this game honestly easily could have been a one-two or a one-three in Southampton's favor. Uh, I, I mean, Southampton, I think honestly was playing circles around Arsenal pretty much the entire time. And uh, yeah, it, to your point, it, it's very sad. It is very sad to see Arsenal like this. Uh, well, I, I, to be fair, I'm not sad at all about it. Because <laughs> Arsenal are, are absolutely awful. They've been awful for um, for many, many years and they continue to be awful. And they, they get these kind of little uh, bright sparks and uh, people were, were hoping that... Uh, 
Arteta would be the the new coming of Wenger, and it's quite clear that he's not. There's rumours that he's lost the, the respect of the dressing room. This is the second game in a row where a player has been sent off, uh, and in the Burnley game, it, they should have had two sent off. Uh, man, uh, El Nenny should have gone as well. Um, so there's clearly no uh, there's no confidence in the manager at, at the squad. Um, there's obviously we knew about the the stuff with uh, uh, Guendouzi. Um, and the kind of uh, issues he's had with uh, Arteta. There's all the the stuff with Özil not being able to to even be in the squad. Gunnarsoros. Uh, yeah, correct. I mean, I, I don't think that was uh, I don't think that was pretty much Arteta's doing. Uh, but it just it them. just <laughs> it just shows that there's 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 some deep rooted inherent problems at. Uh, at Arsenal, and this this one point out of these six available points over the last few days just proves that this is a team very much uh, under the caution. The the position in the league doesn't lie. They're 15 for a reason, and it's because they've been woeful. They've been absolutely terrible. I mean, Aubameyang's goal for Arsenal was the first goal he scored in almost 800 minutes, which for a lead striker and a captain is it's it's ridiculous. I mean, even even Bobby Firmino has scored more than than that, which is, <laughs> which is shocking. And Bobby Firmino has been poor all season. Uh, yeah. But no, in, in all seri- in all seriousness, though, it's it's wow. there is there is massive massive issues at Arsenal, and uh, it's it's getting to the point where do they have to get rid of Arteta because he's is mm. clearly not able to control his 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 team. Wow. Yeah, I mean, to to your point, you know, what, what you mentioned about Arteta, I mean, there, there's obviously, uh, you know, like you said, a lack of confidence in, in Arteta and, and there's a lack of confidence on the pitch also. And I think it, I think it shows in every game that they play, honestly. Yeah, I mean, stats-wise, they they got dominated in this in this game against Southampton. Sixty-five yeah. percent possession, uh, thirteen shots compared to nine, seven corners compared to two. It's just uh, uh, this uh, Arsenal historically should not be getting dominated by Southampton, uh, and they got yeah. they they were lucky to come uh, to come away with uh, what they did. Um, but there's some massive massive issues there at, uh, at Arsenal. I want to bring up something that, that that both of y'all have brought up because because I think there, there's some actually some interesting conflicting points and I but I think I feel like 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 we can find the answer here not about Arteta but <laughs> eh. um, uh, I ju- IWGP Chris in the chat once again not Arteta's fault the players' attitudes stink I mean I get that I understand that but the the point of a manager is to be able to uh, control his players and clearly if if three players should have been sent off and two players did get sent off he's lost that control and if they're they're not playing how he wants him wants the team to play it's because they don't respect him uh and unfortunately this is a case where i would blame the manager because he's he's not not giving the the squad that backbone that they need well, so, uh, I mean, my, my problem is, you know, look at how look at how Obama Yang's playing. Look at how Lacazette's playing. I, I mean, it's 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 not Arteta, you, you, or I mean, it, it can be Arteta, but it's I don't know. It, it's certainly not 
all of it. You there, know? There's no, there, there's no, and this is kind of the, the point that I was trying to touch on here. There, there's no, there's no swagger to Arsenal anymore. Right. Remember, mm-hmm. like it was not that long ago, uh, and, and all the the Wenger people, all the people who are saying Arsene Wenger out, get Arsene Wenger out of Arsenal. This is all coming back to haunt you now, right? Because for years and years, Arsenal played this really swaggering football, and it doesn't matter if he, if Arsene Wenger picked up some guy who no one knew about from France or from Spain and brought him in uh you know they were going to play some swaggering football and it was going to look awesome and and he was going to make it work he was going to get you champions league football uh, up until the point in which he didn't which th- that took 20 years mm-hmm. that took 20 years for them to not get champions league football anymore um steven brought up offensively they look terrible i absolutely agree defensively they look terrible i thought that w- that's only true uh, for today, because their best defender got sent off, uh, is, is why they look so terrible defensively. But otherwise, yeah, I, I feel like Arsenal. It, it, this is anti Wenger football. This is the anti football that Arsenal that Arsenal have been known for for years and years and years. This has gone completely the other way from fantastic, fluid, attacking, uh, aggressive. Not maybe not aggressive, but but football with a lot of flair and nuance to. This isn't even football. This is this is you're 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 you've got eleven men behind the ball. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there seems to be no spam in in the no. in the Arsenal squad. They they there's just no 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 solid player you can you can look to 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 be the 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 person who controls the game for Arsenal and and and, it, and it's showing and and they are well deserved to be in the position that they're in. Yeah, I mean when 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 I saw that that this was the game scheduled to start the day, I said. Arsenal are gonna get smacked. They're gonna get punched in the mouth, and they're it. It might take them everything that they have to kind of get back in the game. And mm-hmm. look, I mean, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And you know what? I, I'm glad because I think all of the Arsenal, <laughs> the, the people that are, that said Arsenal should leave the club, you're you're finally getting what you deserve, really. And you should all you should all feel sorry about that. You should all you should all apologize to that man for the kind of torture that you put him through for years. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a sucker for the old guy. What can I say? Um, o- only a handful of managers have ever met the Pope, and Arsenal's one of them. So look, can, you know. Who, who can well, argue with that? Amen. <laughs> All right. Yeah, amen. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, if you happen to miss the Leeds-Newcastle game, boy, did you miss a fun game. <laughs> uh, Leeds United 5, Newcastle 2. Patrick Bamford, uh, first goal of the game, 35th minute. Uh, I'm sorry, first goal for Leeds, rather, in the 35th minute. Um, Jeff Hendrick actually scored the first goal of the game in the 26th minute, and it was kind of back and forth until Leeds just finally just... Had enough. Yeah. (laughs) They got sick of this shit and just just demolished. Uh, I mean, before before Leeds really run away with the game, it was a very even game. Uh, really kind of end-to-end, really exciting to watch. But then when we get to the last 15 minutes or so and Leeds turned it up, they just became unplayable. Uh, and it's what we've been... We haven't seen enough of it this season. We was hoping we'd see this kind of Bielsa-style play. And we've seen it in flashes, the game against Liverpool, for uh, for example. Um 
but this was this was Bielsa's uh, style of play at its very best. Beautiful to watch, uh, just uh, the attacking flair, the the way they attacked as a unit, uh, riding the look a little bit with the with the the shot that came off the bar to to fall pretty much in Bamford's lap, but. There's no way you can't uh, just sit there slack-jawed with Harrison's goal for uh, to, to really kind of rubber-stamp that game. What a take, 25 yards out, beautiful ping. Oh, this, this is why I was excited when Leeds got promoted because this is the kind of football I knew they'd be able to bring to, to the Premier League. And, yeah, it was, this was a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. IWGP Chris in the chat. Leeds play every game like there's two minutes left of <laughs> next goal win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're so wonderful to watch. I, I love, I love how like Bielsa's turned this Leeds team into this. Like, I mean, they're are they getting results every every game? No, but they're certainly outperforming the results that actually like <laughs> come in at the end of the day. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, for for better or worse, I mean. I mean, it's, it's nice. <laughs> you know, it's entertaining. Um, right, right. Yeah, man. Harrison's goal. Wow. That was yeah. mm-hmm. something. I mean, I may have telegraphed the, 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 the go-home segment, but, yeah, that was just a stunning, stunning goal. Hey, if, if you didn't, I would have. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Elsewhere, um, Leicester City, nil, Everton, 2 Gentlemen, Ooh. another surprise here. Uh, uh, Everton picking up some points. Leicester dropping some points. It's it's now. Uh, look, it, it is a uh, between second and fifth, maybe even sixth. No, no, definitely second and fifth. All it takes is a win, and you get to second place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we spoke on Sunday about how the results in the top six kind of were very fortunate for, for Liverpool compared to like, the results that, that they had against Fulham. But these results over, over this midweek fixtures have, have all gone Liverpool's way. You've got Southampton dropping points. You've got Leicester dropping points. You've got uh, Chelsea dropping points. And the only team picking up points in that in that top five is... Uh, is Liverpool, which is a damn, damn shame. <laughs> Ooh, a new addition. Nice. Nice. <laughs> He's happy about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, this, uh, uh, this game is interesting. Uh, I think, uh, I think Lester's defense dropped the ball in, in a, in a really, really big way. Honestly. Uh, I mean, Lester, Obviously, with with their uh, with, with their front line, they're they're very very talented. Play play very very good games. Uh, there was a lot of chances for them, but but they just couldn't uh, get it through here. But uh, I think the really the the culprit here is their is their defensive line. Honestly, mm. yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, they, absolutely makes sense. And it was a bit of a come down come uh, compared to the the really good performance that they put in against Brian at the weekend mm-hmm. uh, for, for for such a, a change in fortunes over the space of uh, seventy two hours, um, yeah. and and it wasn't as if Leicester played particularly bad in this Everton game. I thought that they they were very bright. I mean, Madison since coming back from injury has been has been really really good. Uh, Vardy is always a danger. Uh, it's just that. When Everton got chances, they were able to to finish them, and uh, unfortunately, Leicester wasn't able to. Um, mm-hmm. And 
uh, Everton kind of like clawing their way back from having such a good run and then really dropping the ball uh, and, and now getting back-to-back wins again. So um, Everton back up on the rise up the, the league and maybe challenging for, for those European places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, let's see here. We've got uh, a couple more games. Uh, Fulham nil, Brighton nil. Steven, do you want to do you want to talk anything about this? Dude. I mean, I know Ben White's a transfer target for Liverpool once again. So I mean, mm. yeah, I mean that's that's mm. the news I got out of this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, th- this game was interesting for me. Obviously, uh, you know, Brighton is a team that I've been watching very closely, and uh, you know, wish nothing but the best for those guys. Uh, but uh, I mean, they, they definitely didn't play as well as they could have. Uh, mm-hmm. I-, I think that's. Uh, Personally, I, I think that's true of uh, Brighton and Fulham in, in this game. I mean, uh, in the game versus Liverpool, we saw Fulham play absolutely great football. Uh, and in in this game, we, we saw them, you know, struggling with, with a much lesser team. Um, uh, also with, with Brighton, I, I think uh, Welbeck ha- had plenty of opportunities to, to get that goal. And uh, just couldn't just couldn't get it done. Just couldn't get it done. Uh, yes, IWGP Chris says Sanchez is a far better keeper than Ryan. Sanchez is great. Sanchez is really, really great. I think, uh, I, I'm, I don't want to go as far as to say that he he's, uh, you know, better than, than Matt Ryan, uh, or that Matt Ryan is bad in any way, but, but Sanchez is a very, very good keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you. And I think to be fair, even with the three nil loss to, to Leicester and this result, uh, I think there's still uh, bright uh, spots for, for, for Brighton and kind of positives to come out of the game. Um, they really dominated Fulham in, in terms of having clear-cut chances uh, mm-hmm. with maybe someone who uh, was was more confident from the goal. They could have perhaps uh, got two or three um, uh, in this game. But unfortunately... Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just the way it goes. Uh, Lamptey did well on his on his return. I thought Lallana had a really good game, really kind of dominated in midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that uh, Lewis Dunk should have had at least a goal uh, when he had two stabs at, uh, at the at the shot. Um, it was a, a shame that they couldn't get a, a, a finish, but it's a point again. And whilst mm-hmm. you're stuck down indoors, a kind of relegation battles, you, you have to scrap for every single point and. Mm-hmm. To come off the three nil loss, um, and even though you had a really good performance against Leicester, to to come back and get a point in the next game, I think there's definitely positives there. Absolutely, yeah, and, and, and like you were saying, I mean, they they definitely played a very good attacking game. I, I think uh, I, I think the the problem with Brighton is finishing. Uh, honestly, I, I think they they play a very good defensive game. They they play a very good midfield game and a very good attacking game. Uh, it's just the finish is not there. I, I guess mm-hmm. uh, it maybe it's something to do with with the the players. Uh, you know, just not having confidence with each other or, or not you know, being in as in sync as they need to be or, or something like that. But uh, like you said, I definitely think there's still bright spots uh, for, for Brighton's game for sure. I, I feel like, like the way that Graham Potter sets up his teams, they're very organized and they're very structured, mm-hmm. but they're also very rigid, right? Like it's, right. it's not meant for, like mm-hmm. it's not meant for attacking football. Like that's why you see like, like uh Terry Clampty, uh Stevens MVP of 2020 uh, that you may find out later. <laughs> 
uh, Tariq Lamptey, he's like, I mean, he's the attacking spark, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's the one that kind of like consistently initiates plays, whereas a lot of it seems like this is very much a like like it's very defensive heavy, right? Yeah. Um, so so like the the way that you get these these Brighton goals, it seems nowadays is like we're gonna launch a quick counterattack and hoof the the ball really up up the field and hope that the strikers can get on pace and get right. the ball and then, and then slot it home. I mean, that's, that's a lot of the goals that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're not wrong. Um, yeah. But you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Like, I feel like he wants to like, like Graham Potter wants to play the game from the full, from like the wing back positions and, mm-hmm. and like get, get counterattacks from there, but they have to play it so quickly. And because like, it's basically you just have a giant wall of defense sitting right there in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I mean, I will say, I think with, uh, with Graham Potter, I, I think he, uh, I think he asks, asks a lot from, from his strikers, honestly, just because like you said, uh, with, with Brighton playing such a rigid game, uh, you know, it's, it's very much, okay, we're going to be playing very defensively until mm-hmm. we, we find the one, the one perfect chance and then you better make that goal. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think he asks a lot of them, whereas if they played a, played a more uh, fluid game, maybe took just a little bit more risk, uh, they, they might have a little bit more uh, success mm-hmm. there. Well, and when Danny Welbeck is your, your biggest name striker, uh, Danny Welbeck's got like, I mean, like he, he's got no knees anymore. The man, right. <laughs> it's, it's difficult for him to run and to stay and to stay fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's always he's always been someone who had the, the the ultimate amount of potential, but was never able to to live up to it. Uh, with his time at Arsenal and and at Manchester United, you always thought that he could be a, a big player, and he he, he whilst we saw flat, yeah, whilst we saw flashes of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's, it's a case of him flattering to deceive, I think, and just. Right. I think Brighton's his level, and I think if he gets the, uh, some confidence and is maybe able to to score a couple of goals uh, uh, in quick succession, will will we might see that that kind of brilliance back? But he's he does seem to be someone who who plays uh, poorly when he's not got confidence, right. Uh, Crystal Palace won West Ham won uh, Kristen Benteke scoring in the 34th minute Sebastian Haller answered in the 55th before Kristen oh, Benteke got sent off <laughs> Haller's goal was a stunner absolute stunner beautiful overhead kick um, potentially could be uh, top bins but we'll see uh, but Benteke hero dead villain uh Yep. He needs to keep his arms down when he's when he's when he's jumping. He's just two yellow cards for the exact same thing. Um, yeah, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I can't really say there's a whole lot more to talk about with this game other than no, that goal yeah. from Haller. <laughs> it's so I mean, this is a guy who struggled to to live up to the harp. I think it was forty five million that they brought him in from Frankfurt. Uh, and he was expected to lead the line, and yeah, he's, he's really struggled. But wow, that's going to give him all the confidence in the world. Yeah, absolutely, rightfully so. Hmm. Rightfully so, man. Uh, before we mosey on out uh, of here and doing uh, and, and do our our top bins and player of the week, 
or player of the show rather. I always call it player of the week, and, it's, and I know that's not true. It's, it's it's player of the show. We do more than one show a week. What am I thinking? Um, we do have uh, for those of you who are um, obviously in tune with Radio Tucker's lore. We always typically do the Champions League shows midweek. Since there's no mm-hmm. Champions League action here, we're talking about the Premier League, but. We do have uh, the uh, the Champions League draw results, which are really important. Uh, mm-hmm. Borussia Mönchengladbach will be facing off with Manchester City. Lazio will be facing off with Bayern Munich in what should be a pretty interesting tactical battle there. Um, Atletico Madrid was drawn against Chelsea, so that that will be spicy. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, RB Leipzig was drawn against Liverpool. Uh, Porto was drawn against Juventus. Barcelona drawn against Paris Saint-Germain. Look at that. Mm. He's got his wish. It, it <laughs> got PSG versus Barcelona there. Sevilla versus Borussia Dortmund and Atalanta versus Real Madrid. Another spicy tactical battle there. It's a lot of spicy um, ones in there. There's there's some really good games going on in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And I uh, can't wait to see uh, what some of these games are going to look like. I'm I'm very excited, mm. um, gentlemen. Before we, uh, we, we like I said, before we mosey on out, um, let's do uh, top bins and player of the show. Yes, mm. indeed. Mm. This is where we each select our favorite goal and favorite player uh, of this round of fixtures, um, and, and we talk about it. Look at that. That's, that's kind of fun. Uh, Mags, you you hinted at two possible top bins. I Which did. I mean, you end up going with? I've actually got three that I'm contemplating. Uh, the S- Sebastian uh, Haller uh, over a kick, absolutely beautiful. Uh, I really uh, enjoyed the Walcott goal, uh, really well played by Southampton, and, and just that cheeky lift over the goalkeeper uh, and Walcott's celebration. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with... Uh, with Harrison's uh, 25-yard peach of a goal. Uh, mm. Really capped off a, a brilliant performance by a very exciting uh, Legion Art team. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with Jack Harrison. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good goal. It's a good goal. Steven? Uh, yeah, for, for me, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Potence's uh, goal and uh, Chelsea Wolves, the, the opening goal. Uh, I, the, the thing I really, really like about this goal is the, the control that he shows uh, right before the goal. Uh, it, it almost looks like he's he's going to kind of maybe do like a cheeky through pass to, to another striker, but instead just kind of does a little juke and, and then just throws like a bullet into the back of the net. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go with uh, Daniel Potence. It's a very 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 fine goal yeah see hey, you, you using verbiage that that mags and i don't use very often <laughs> that's, that's, that's good you know he he you know, using jukes and, and all this kind of yeah. airplay whereas yeah. me and mags are like he hit a banger in there it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i, I mean i've I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Mags. I think mm. that uh, Harrison made um, 
the, the likes of uh, uh, the Lampards and Skulls and, and Gerards of the world proud with that shot. That was <laughs> that was a, a spicy goal. Um, probably honorable mentions there too, uh, to the, the, the potent goal. I really do like the amount of control that he showed in that goal. Uh, the most I mean, even, solid, the, even the Neto goal was a really good goal, really yeah, well taken, was a good one. especially yeah. at, at the clutch, as it mm-hmm. was uh, mm-hmm. right at the end. To have that control, uh, mm-hmm. was, was, was really well played by Neto. Mm-hmm. And and uh and I know that the the solid goal is kind of accidental, but just the the rainbow on that was just wonderful. It has it had yeah. a nice little arc to it. It was yeah. It was just, watching that go in, and I was great. it was one of those kind of like head on <laughs> head in hands moments. Like Tanner is going to crow about this forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't had so many of those moments recently. I had to have I have to have one before we end the b- before we go into to the Christmas break. Here. Here. Um, but uh, but yeah, I liked all those goals. Player of the show, though, gentlemen. Player mm-hmm. of the show. Who do y'all like for player of the show? Mm. So I think this has been the hardest week to actually pick uh, a player who's, who, who's stood up and like singled out uh, because the goals have been spread all over the 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 uh, the 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 the, the, uh, the, the team. So. I'm I'm tempted with James Madison. I thought that he had a, a really good game against Brighton, getting two goals, uh, and I thought he had some really good uh, really good chances um, against Everton. But I'm actually going to go with, and it's gonna it's gonna stick in my craw saying this. Oh, but I'm actually going to go. Please, I'm going to go with Bobby Firmino. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because. I have given that guy a lot of grief. I think he's really struggled for form all season. And when Liverpool needed him to step up and be counted, he was there, broke down the, like we've, we spoke about, broke down the the, the Mourinho uh, parking of the bus uh, to pick up the three points. It was a great header. He really worked himself some space there. And I've, I've got to give him props for that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Bobby Firmino. Wow. Yep. <laughs> I feel sick now. I feel like <laughs> the, the more that you like you dragged on the explanation, I was like, he's gonna give it to Bobby. He's actually gonna give it to Bobby. He's actually saying Bobby's name. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch now. I think I'm gonna go. I'm giving it to James Madison. I can't have, I can't have it's too much Liverpool positivity for me. Uh <laughs> Oh man! No, he, he well deserved by Bobby Firmino from me. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a he really stood up and and were counted. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I will I will uh, accept your your recommendation on behalf of Bobby, and uh, <laughs> I'll make sure that he gets it in the mail. Um, uh, Stephen, player of the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think this was is an easy one, honestly. Bobby Firmino, uh, 100%. This was definitely a, a return to form for him. Uh, you know, I, I, I love seeing him back to what I know him for. Uh, and, and not only just for the header, but, I, I mean, he, he played a great positional uh, game all the way throughout and, and just – you okay, Tanner? No, I'm about to cry. <laughs> it's the happiest he's ever been on Radio Seconds. Yeah. I don't think says Mags is clearly sleep deprived. I mean, maybe. I mean, oh, Mag seems in pretty good mental uh, <laughs> uh, statuses here. I don't know. 
That's We're, we are, uh, uh, this is, this is a radio techers first. We're going three for three. Wow. Player of the show, uh, player of the show. First time ever since, since Steven has joined the show, Bobby Firmino mm-hmm. is player mm-hmm. of the show. So yep. congratulations, Bobby. I would have put together a graphic with like an award, like photoshopped in there for you. I would have come up with all sorts of things, but, but we don't tell each other anything before the show. So, you know, this is a surprise to me as it is for you, Bobby. So you can congratulations if you're a weekend there. graphic is just a big picture of Bobby Firmino. It's just his face for the thumbnail. Zoomed right. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Bobby. If you're out there listening, thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Um, <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we've we've had plenty of fun here. Surprisingly, we got through all that that football in in about an hour, which is which is great. Good, yeah. just good job, you yeah. guys. That's, I think we did that's, well. That's about as long as uh, Granite Xhaka stays on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we uh, before we go, I know we did the the top end and everything, uh, but uh, but Mags, uh, there is a bit of business for you tomorrow. Uh, uh, twelve p.m. Cowboy time. That that is uh, twelve p.m. Central Standard Time, one p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Aston Villa plays Burnley, uh, and then uh, at two p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, three p.m. Eastern. Sheffield United play Manchester United in deciding who is the worst United. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> West Ham. West Ham should be in there. <laughs> we have West Ham could be in the argument. We don't know. I mean, they they are above both, uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll see. Um, so good stuff there. Lots of insights. Hopefully, we'll get a, a a good win for Burnley tomorrow. I'm 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 hyped for them. I think I think you got the chance. You've got a great chance at beating this team, this Aston Villa team, because Jack Grealish can't drive. Um, <laughs> it's very true. Uh, just on that note, did and did you guys see him uh, arriving at court uh, when he's he got his driver to pull up the car outside of court, distract all the the press, and he sauntered in from behind and and snuck into court. It was a uh, uh, well played by Jack Grealish, really well played. Nice. Hey, you know what? He's he's got flair both on and off. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, uh, Gentlemen, where can we find more of your content? Well, we'll start with Mags. Mags, where can the people find more of you? Okay, so you can follow me down here on Twitter at this. Um, I have more podcasts. That would be be DEJ Kirkby for those who are listening in podcast form. Just that's be- very true. I do you know I never think about those people. They should be. <laughs> Yeah, why aren't you watching live? We talk we talk about this all the time here on the exactly. show. Should be watching um, live here. Yeah. But yeah, follow me at DJ Kerber. I have more podcasts than anyone should ever have. But I do have a request actually uh, today. Um, between my podcasts uh, and the podcast I'm involved with and Headlock Talk, we've got quite a few nominations in uh, in the Chops, Kicks and Near Falls uh, year-end awards, so it would be absolutely amazing if you could uh, go over and uh, and give us a little vote uh, and make sure we uh, we win all the awards. Well, all of them. Which, 
which podcast ours or or your like or or the just mine mine generally but if you've got time vote for for headlock talk as well oh well, well thank you i didn't yes, know that you. we were in that i didn't know that we were nominated that's news to, to me a headlock, the headlock talk, talk got, today. got nominated shooting the sports issue has been nominated for best network um and i think i've been nominated about 12 times, maybe. 12 yeah, times. who's counting, you know? But, but that's from 35 podcasts, so <laughs> <laughs> my hit ratio is not that good. <laughs> best guest, Mags. Best. <laughs> Only guest, Mags. Best, best beard, Mags. <laughs> best oh, accent, boy. Mags. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, well, well so, so, so it's very clear, ladies and gentlemen, if you were listening to this show or, or watching the show right now, you know, go ahead, open up a new window on your browser, go and vote at Chops, Kicks, and Near Falls' poll. Vote for Radio Techers, vote for Mags, vote for Shooting the Sports Ish, vote for Headlock Talk. We would mm-hmm. greatly appreciate your votes. Well, I mean, I'm not even bothered if I win. It's just cool to be nominated. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it was just a nice surprise when I saw it uh, yesterday that we'd, we'd all been nominated. So, yeah, come on, give us an award. We deserve it because we are the, literally the best. The best really? football podcast ever. Yeah. Even with RWGP Chris in the chat. <laughs> Ooh. I think we've lost his fault. <laughs> I think if you're, if you're ever looking for a guest spot to respond, please you know, send, send us a DM. We'd love to get in touch. Yes. Um, Stephen, where can the people find more of you? Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, down here at Grudy Steven. Sometimes. Uh, and, and you can also find me uh, here, obviously, Radio Techers uh, Sundays and Wednesdays, as well as Headlog Talk on uh, Sundays, Mondays. Kind of depends on what we're doing. But yeah, Radio Techers and Headlog Talk. All right. Good deal. Good deal. And I'm, of course, Tanner, a.k.a. The Texas Gentleman. You can find me on uh, Twitter uh, down below right there. Uh, that's That's a large finger. I've got big, big hands. Sausage finger. Yeah. Uh, Right there on Twitter at uh, Texas Gentleman underscore. Uh, (laughs) uh, I also do Headlock Talk with Steven. And, of course, you can find me on here on Radio Techers. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. If you're listening to this in podcast form, uh, obviously, we do have video form, so please tune in if you can. Uh, It would make more. Because you probably miss lots of things that. <laughs> what is Max talking about? It just doesn't translate to audio. You'd need to see our beautiful faces. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So, uh, if you are listening to po- uh, on podcast form, uh, please go ahead and leave us a five star rating and review wherever you're listening to podcast, and hit that subscribe button. And I ask for those who are watching the video right now, all all of you. All of you in the chat, please, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button, uh, whether you're watching us on Twitch, on uh, YouTube, uh, in Russia. I don't know. Uh, are we are, are we in Russia? Maybe not. I don't know if the Putins like us or not. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hit, hit that subscribe button and tell your friends and family about Radio Techers. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, I am, of course, like I said, the, te- the text gentleman uh, right there. My name's Tanner. This is Steven. This, and, 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 like over there. there there's Steven. There, there's Mags. 
Mag points at himself. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sons of a Pitch, an American podcast. What up, gents? What up? Uh, we've, we've, we're closing the show. You missed us. You missed us. <laughs> <laughs> but but don't don't fear. You can watch the replay right now. Um, but yeah, we, we greatly appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you so much, guys. We greatly appreciate every single time we have the opportunity to speak with you. This show is just as much your show as it is our show. So please hit us up on Twitter. Leave comments uh, you know, below. We'd love to get in touch with you guys. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, yeah, have yourselves a great rest of your day. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. 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 St- Steven? Later. <laughs>